You're listening to the Winning to Wealth Podcast, where you'll hear real stories from real people who are on the path to building real wealth. These stories will show you how to earn more money, pay off debt, start investing, and make better money choices so you can build wealth for your future. Now, here's your host, Michael Lacey. What's up, what's up, what's up, teammates? This is episode 31 of the Winning to Wealth podcast. And it's an important episode because so many of the debt-free stories on this podcast start with student loan debt. Now, according to a recent Forbes article, student loan debt in America topped $1.56 trillion for 45 million borrowers earlier this year. And this puts student loan debt second in American debt totals just behind mortgage debt. See, we have a real problem on our hands, and today's guest wants to be part of the solution. So my guest this week is Jeremy from College Backer, and College Backer's mission is to make college more affordable for every American family. College Backer is doing some absolutely fantastic things to help you parents out there who want to save more money for your kids' college so that they don't end up struggling through their 20s with student loan debt like a lot of you may have. So again, I reached out to College Backer because as a parent myself, I know how confusing trying to figure out the best ways to save for college can be. And I believe that College Backer does a really great job of making it easy for parents to get started. So this is definitely an episode where you'll want to open up the notes app on your phone and jot some things down so that you can start doing research and you can get started putting away money for your kid's education ASAP. Also, College Backer has a special promo just for you teammates that we'll get into as well. So be listening for that. But make sure you go to the show notes page over at winningtowealth.com slash episode 31. That's where I'm going to link to everything Jeremy mentions in this particular episode. Also, if you're new to the show, be sure to reach up and tap that subscribe button so that you can stay in the loop on any new episodes as they release. But Let's jump right into this interview with Jeremy from College Backer. So, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on and representing College Backer, a great way for parents to save for college tuition for their kids. But jumping right in with the first question, can you explain what exactly a 529 is for those who may not be aware? Yeah, of course, Michael, and thanks uh, for having me once again. But um, a 529 plan is an investment vehicle that can be used to save for qualified education. So that can be K through 12 college uh, for most institutions in the United States. Uh, and I think of it as a Roth for college. So you put your money in uh, post-tax and then the money in your 529 plan grows free of taxes from the federal level uh, and the state level, uh, depending on what state plan you're in. Okay. So can you talk about just some of the benefits of utilizing a 529 over the some of the other options out there, like a, a savings account or bonds or things like that? Of course. So in terms of some of the advantages a 529 plan has is for, with us, for example, at College Back, your money is placed into passively managed low fee ETFs uh, that are age-based. So as your child becomes closer to college age, the financials become a little bit more conservative. So a little bit more bond heavy, a little bit less equity heavy. Uh, so there's some capital pres- preservation. So compared to, you know, a savings account or a CD or bonds, uh, you're going to make a ton more money in the stock market over a long period of time as, you know, kind of historicals have shown. 
Uh, so that's a huge advantage in terms of capital growth. You also have a huge tax advantage. Uh, so as I mentioned, the money grows tax-free at a federal level, uh, and most states do offer tax incentives as well. So you know your money is growing faster, and you're paying less taxes, if any taxes at all, on that capital. Uh, and you have a ton of flexibility in investments in terms of what's uh, what kind of stock portfolio you'd like to pick. So those are the the big advantages over other traditional savings accounts. So I, I have a two year old and a lot of my listeners are, you know, parents of a young kids. So the next question I have is when is the best time for parents to start actually putting money away for their kids tuition? Yeah, it's a great question. The best time is right now, or in your case, two years ago. Um, so, you know, <laughs> the younger, the younger your child is, the better, you know, most of your listeners are probably, you know, familiar with the compound interest. Uh, so over time, your money is going to compound, the growth is going to compound uh, and kind of what we always like to say is, is the sooner the better. So we actually have a large, decently large portion of our customers who are saving for future babies. So before their kids are even born, they uh, have set accounts set up. Uh, so I personally fit into that category. So I have, you know, my fictitious Jeremy Jr. child. Uh, and whenever he or she uh, is born, uh, I will have money already set aside and that money will already be growing. So the sooner the better, you know, like I said, our plans are set up where they are age-based. So the younger the child is, the more aggressive the portfolio is. Uh, and those are customizable as well. Uh, but yeah, the sooner the better, especially with the changes uh, in, in the sense of it is 529 is going to be used for K through 12 and college, uh, especially if you're going to use some of that money for K through 12, you know, it's even more important to start saving sooner rather than later. Going on the opposite end of the spectrum there, I mean, is it ever too late? Like, let's say I've got a kid that, that may be a freshman or sophomore in high school and I hadn't started saving yet. Is it, I mean, is it still a good time to put money aside or is, should I do something different? Yeah. So unfortunately you missed part of the boat, but I definitely think if you think about, you know, in your example, the kid's a sophomore in high school, let's ignore grad school because grad school is a fantastic opportunity. You know, grad school might be 10 years down the road for, for you, for example. Uh, so it might be a great opportunity for you to, to save for his or her grad school. Uh, but just thinking about, you know, traditional four-year college, uh, you know, if they're a sophomore, there could be six to seven years of a time gap between now and when you're paying for their final uh, tuition bill for their second semester of senior year. So I think it's a fantastic time to think about, hey, you know, that that last tuition bill might be figures. Uh, plus, I got room and board. So, you know, all of a sudden, you start thinking back, you know, hey, that's still seven years away from if your kid is a sophomore or freshman in high school. And even if, you, even if your child's a, a freshman or finishing their freshman year right about now, uh, you know, it's still going to be two plus years until that senior year starts. So it's definitely still viable to get three years of tax-free growth uh, for them to, to put them in a better spot down the road. Okay. So I know that when I talk to other people about, you know, starting a 529, doing the research and all that stuff, a lot of them kind of get overwhelmed with all the options out there um, because there's two things you can do. You can go with your state's plan. You can go with another state's plan. So how do you know whether you should open up your state's 529 plan or another state's plan? Yeah. So a lot of it depends on what state you're in. Uh, so some states, as you mentioned, do offer very generous tax incentives. Some states do not offer tax incentives and some states offer tax incentives to only sign ups for their own state's plan. Uh, so it's kind of a very state by state dependent view, which is part of the reason it's very, very confusing. Uh, and within each state, most states have kind of a direct plan, which uh, you can go to the website or send in paperwork and sign up immediately. Uh, which we always recommend, or kind of an advisor sold plan, uh, which is going to give you advantages where your financial advisor is going to better be able to answer questions like, you know, how much should I be saving and things like that. 
Uh, but from a fee perspective, you're going to be paying about, you know, three to four X the fees, just given it's an advisor sold plan. Uh, so it's definitely a very, very state by state dependent. Uh, and at College Back, we've taken more of a simplistic approach uh, in saying that, hey, the most important thing is that you are in a 529 plan. And then for some of our more sophisticated investors who really get into the nitty gritty, you can have as many 529 plans as you want. Uh, so some of our, our clients, you know, utilize their home state for tax for tax benefits. Uh, if they do live in a state that does offer generous tax incentives uh, and they use us for some gifting and family and other options that, that we can get into that we provide. So first of all, you can have more than one five through nine plan and it's very much a state by state dependent. So like some of the other questions, it's it's a little bit de- unfortunately dependent on your circumstance. Uh, so there's not really a one size fits all approach. But I always say the best thing is to put your money somewhere um, because, the you know, the, the sooner you put your money in, the more it will grow um, and anything is better than sort of sitting in a, in a CD or, or, you know, sort of spending your money on a, on a sports car or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. So uh, another question that I have, I mean, you mentioned having multiple 529s. So let's say I have multiple kids, right? Is it the right move to have eat one for each kid or should I just lump it all into just one 529 plan? You can definitely lump it all into one five through nine plan. However, we always suggest to set up a plan for each of your children um, because when it becomes time to actually withdraw your money to pay for tuition or books or whatever it might be, uh, it's very it's much easier to say, hey, I'm paying for child one versus child two. And just from a kind of perspective of aligning, you know, your children, it's very easy to say, hey, I have $5 in this fund, $10 in this fund, $15 in this fund, in the sense of, of sort of allocating, uh, especially as, you know, your kids are a different age. If I had $30,000, let's just say in my 529 account for, for all three kids, uh, you know, how do you figure out of the $30,000 what to give to kid one versus kid two versus kid three who might only be in middle school? We always suggest having a plan for each child to keep things very like kind of bookkeeping wise, uh, very clean, and also to uh, enable you to better allocate uh, each kid uh, their own their own funding. So I have a two year old daughter. So let's say my daughter grows up and she decides that you know what I don't want to go to college or I want to go to trade school. I want to do something different. What happens to the money that I've spent you know the last eighteen or nineteen years setting aside? There's a lot of flexibility built in five hundred nine plans. So if you had multiple children, you could easily transfer you know the money from your daughter to another daughter, son, things like that. Um, you can also skip a generation, uh, so your daughter's future kids, so you know your grandchildren could use the money, uh, and that money would sit there and continue to grow tax free. Uh, so by the time your grandkid comes, you know hopefully that money has doubled or if not tripled, even without making more contributions. Uh, so there's great flexibility there. Uh, and you can, you know, like I said, you can also transfer it to other people in the immediate family. Uh, and then worst case scenario is you can withdraw uh, and you pay a 10% penalty on the investment gains, uh, which really puts you in kind of a similar boat to using a traditional brokerage account um, where you just sort of pay your usual taxes on your capital gains uh, and move on. Okay. And so, I mean, at the time my daughter enrolls in college, does she automatically get control over that account or what happens when she reaches the age where, you know, she enrolls in, in college? Mm-hmm. Um, so unlike, uh, you know, like a gifting you know, UGMA or UTMA, uh, as the owner of the fund, you you own it for, for life. So your daughter would be a beneficiary, you'd be the account owner, uh, which means you are the one who really gets to decide you know how to use the funding so you're always the owner and she's always the beneficiary so it doesn't go to her at 18 or 20 or any age it's always in your name in her okay. name as a beneficiary 
and, and you know, is there a is there a contribution limit to a five twenty nine? Like there is with like you know investment accounts like Roth IRAs, four hundred one ks, and things like that. Yes, there is there is a limit, uh, and for single uh, single contributors, uh, the annual limit is fifteen thousand dollars, but you can give up to seventy five thousand dollars over five years. So for the example we were talking about earlier, where you know your kid's already a sophomore or a freshman in high school, and you're kind of you know behind the times. You could put in, you know, if you had the money, you could put in $75,000 tomorrow, uh, but you can only put in $75,000 every, you know, five years or $15,000 every year, whatever is easier for you. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So I guess my next question then would have to be, let's, let's say my daughter, she's brilliant, right? She grows up, she gets these scholarships and grants and all these other things, even financial aid. Can a 529 have a negative impact on her eligibility for financial aid? Yes. So a 529 plan is considered part of your, you know, expected family contributions as you think about your federal your federal student assistant. So the max it can impact is about 5%. So 5% of your 529 assets will be counted towards your um, EFC, which is your expected family contributions. Uh, now relative to like a, you know, uniform gifting act to minors and things like that, that's like no typically 20% is counted. Uh, so it's much better, uh, but it, it, it can negatively impact your financial aid, just given, um, you know, there is more kind of contributions expected to go to your son or daughter. So once my daughter is actually enrolled in school, is, are there any additional expenses that I can use my 529 to cover for her? Yeah, so it definitely covers, you know, your tuition, uh, also room and board. Um, so, you know, textbooks, all kinds of you know housing, all, all of those things that can be used to cover. And in terms of, you know, once you get into specialized things like tutors and things like that, you know, you have to do a little bit more reading into into what exactly it covers and depending on you know, who the tutor is and things like that. But there definitely is a ton of flexibility in terms of what it could be used for. Uh, and then in terms of using it, you know, it's, it's a pretty streamlined, simple process uh, where you withdraw the money and then you have sort of the flexibility to utilize it as you need with the caveat that it's used towards, you know, some sort of educational expense. So, okay, it has to be used towards an educational expense. So how is that tracked? Like, do I have to submit receipts anywhere or anything like that? Or like how do, is or is that more of like an honor system thing? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's dealing with the government. So I don't want to say it's an honor system, <laughs> but it's not, it's not like, a, you know, a, an expense account where you have to sit there and, 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 you know, submit stuff to the state or to the federal government. But, you know, if you were audited, Obviously, you want to sit there and say, hey, I, I pulled out $10,000 to pay for my son or daughter's tuition of $10,000 and the books or, or whatever else. So definitely, uh, I would, would highly recommend you know keeping <laughs> some sort of track on it. But it's not a system where you know you got to sit there and, and submit uh, paperwork somewhere. So something that you touched on earlier was the advisor method where, you know, the fees and, and things like that could be you know way higher uh, than with a service like College Backer. So what kind of costs and fees are typically associated with uh, with a 529, specifically with College Backer and other options that you've already mentioned? Yes. So in terms of 529 plans in aggregate, they typically charge an AUM based fee. So similar to, you know, if you go to Vanguard or any brokerage, they're going to charge you basis points or a few basis points or even a few hundred basis points, depending on what funds you select. So, uh, it's a similar setup. Uh, so we always suggest plans that have very low expense ratios. Um, so, you know, your, your capital gains are not being eroded by expenses. Uh, and then in terms of how College Packer uh, makes money. So we provide, you know, in, in our view, a premium service 
Um, but we also charge very, very low costs. So it's free for gifters. Um, and then for, uh, owners, you know, you can sign up with a kind of a voluntary discretion, uh, for as little as $1 per month. So, you know, that's on top of, of very low expense ratios. Um, but with college back, you get a ton of value. So some of the things that we haven't talked a ton about in terms of, you know, what college backers specialty is, is, you know, we enable seamless gifting. So, you know, in terms of paying for college, it's, daunting. Uh, you know, you have a two-year-old, you're probably looking at, you know, hey, this is going to cost a ton. You're looking at the chart, the, you know, the famous chart that says, you know, college is just, you know, the, the, the charts up and to the right as, as fast as possible thinking, how am I ever going to be able to to make a dent in this mountain? And that's where College Becker comes in in a sense that we're really fostered around gifting. So, you know, whether it be grandparents, aunts, uncle, neighbors, things like that, really enabling them to get a crack at helping you out. So all of a sudden, you know, that mountain becomes a little bit smaller. In mid-April, we released a product called Backer Bucks, uh, which gives you cash back directly to your college savings plan just by shopping at brands you love. So you can go to Walmart and get 1% back. Ace Hardware, a bunch of other brands. You know, we have 70 plus brands that you can shop at. Uh, we're giving a portion of your spend directly into your college savings. And we're also rolling out a bunch of other features that are aimed around finding new ways to help you contribute. Um, so all of a sudden between, you know, gifters, um, you know, at birthday parties, you know, we enable gifters to use credit cards, for example, so they can seamlessly give, you know, $15 from their phone without ever having to reach into the wallet, you know, because their credit card saved a bunch of things like that. So, you know, between gifters and other contributors and finding ways to make new contributions, you know, our goal is to all of a sudden make that mountain that you're trying to climb, uh, much more doable, uh, by finding other funding sources that, you're already doing and other people that want to support your daughter, uh, whether it be family members or friends at birthday parties and things like that. Um, you know, there's a bunch of stats out there and, you know, I have a four-year-old niece uh, and two-year-old nephew and every other house, their house is covered in toys um, and a lot of toys they, <laughs> they never use. Uh, and I got him a basketball hoop, I think two years ago. And I think they used it that night and haven't touched it since. So, you know, there's a lot of just kind of, you know, wasted money and you know spent on toys. Uh, that can go other places. And that's where we really specialize in, in helping you climb that mountain um, by finding gifters and finding other ways to make your contributions last longer. And then to kind of close it out is in terms of the fees, um, you know, with the low fee structure, uh, those contributions are growing much faster um, because, you know, if you're making your seven, eight percent a year uh, and then the fees are super small, uh, they're not sort of taking out of that that big. They're not taking a big cut. Um, and starting at a dollar a month, you know, all the, all the features are yours. So one of the things that I really liked that you said there was how, how college backer makes it simple and easy for family and friends to help parents save for college. I mean, you talked about just being able to do it from your phone, you know, without ever pulling out your wallet. But one of the things that I know I struggle with personally is communicating this to family and friends and trying to articulate the value in contributing to a 529 versus buying random stuffed animals and basketball hoops and things like that. So do you have any tips for parents like myself who are trying to get our family members and friends to see the value in contributing to our kids' future versus just buying some random toys? Definitely. So every every child that signs up, and this is kind of hitting on an earlier question about should I have one account or you know if I have three kids, three accounts. So every child that signs up gets their own personalized gifting page. Uh, so you can throw their picture on, a little bit about them, a quote. You know, we have you know families do whatever they want with that, uh, and it's very seamless to on the end of a birthday invite. Hey, you know, similar to you know, in lieu of gifts, you know, please contribute the same amount 
uh, or whoever you want to award it to, to, you know, to their 529 plan, one click, they go there, they see the picture, they contribute. So we kind of make it seamless with having that gifting page. Uh, and then also gifters have the option of creating their own page. So for grandparents and aunts and uncles and sort of frequent contributors, I'll call them, they're able to log in and sort of see their contributions. Um, so unlike anywhere else, the gifters are actually have an account and can log in and can see it. So, you know, unlike if I give you a hundred dollar check and say, Hey, go put it in your daughter's brokerage account. I really don't have outside of that one, you know, Hey, you know, I get the thank you note from your daughter. Oh, she's two, but you know, when she's five or so, she'll send me a thank you note, I guess. But you get that one time, Hey, you know, here's a hundred dollars. You can see the kid open it up and there's the smile. But having more of like kind of a transaction history and things like that, you're in it, right? You're part of the team. Uh, and that's, I think, what we're trying to build. So from your perspective and asking someone to contribute to your team, that feels a lot better than sort of being like, hey, can you contribute to my kid's college plan? Um, and, you know, that is kind of a weird conversation. Uh, and we try to use, I guess, technology to make that conversation a little bit easier because it's very streamlined uh, and they feel part of the team. Uh, and then all of a sudden for next birthday, or we have a ton of grandparents who have recurring contributions uh, and things like that. Uh, and they go in and they check on their status, their, their gifts, um, and they feel like they're part of the team. So with my daughter right now, I do have an existing 529. So what should I look for as I'm analyzing that plan to make sure that I'm in the best plan possible for myself? Yes. So I think the, the first thing is I would look into the fees um, just to make sure the fees are lowest in the industry. That's the first thing I look at because that's the one thing that's going to eat away at your interest the most, your interest and your, your just overall balance over time. I'd also make sure the plans are age-based and kind of fit your risk profile. We offer very seamless, you know, kind of a one or two questions and sort of put you in a profile that matches you. But some people want more risk, some people want less risk and make sure it's age-based because let's just say your kid is 20 and a junior in college, you know, I'd want my money to be safer, especially in a COVID time. You know, I wouldn't want to be sitting there saying, oh, going into senior year, 20% of the money that I thought would cover his senior, his or her senior year got wiped away. So I'd make sure it's an age-based plan. So you're kind of protected from that downside risk. Uh, and then I'd look into your tax advantages for your state uh, to figure out to make sure you're, you're optimizing that. So those are like the three biggest things I'd look into um, in terms of evaluating your state plan. Um, and then, you know, kind of the other, the other things to look into is, you know, do I like the plan? Do I feel like I'm getting gifters? Do I feel like I'm getting value? Um, and then from there, you can kind of make a decision of, did I pick the right plan? Uh, and the nice thing about switching 529 plans is it's, it does involve a little paperwork. Um, but generally speaking, um, you know, it's not terribly difficult to switch plans. And, you know, in your case, if your, your daughter is two, you know, you can still have 16 plus years uh, before you're, if you're using the money for college, you're going to touch it. So it's definitely better to, you know, similar to investing early, it's better to make that, that positive switch early. Let's say I go through that checklist, right? And, and I realize that like, okay, I'm not in the best plan for my kid and I'm listening to this interview and I think, you know what, college backer is probably what I should do. How would I go about making that switch from another plan into college backer? Uh, so we, we make it pretty seamless for you. Uh, our customer support team will you know help you every step of the way. So I would say, you know, shoot us an email uh, and we'll help you roll it over. Generally speaking, all we need is, you know, a, an account statement for each one of your children. We do all the leg work in terms of filling out the paperwork. You sign it uh, and then send it in or send it back to us. We send it in for you. Uh, and then all of a sudden, about three weeks to four weeks later, your money's transferred to us. Uh, and then all of a sudden you get all the great advantages that, that we offer all of our customers. 
Okay. So do I need to be a, a really seasoned investor to get started with College Backer? Or is this something that's simple enough that pretty much anybody can do it? Yeah. So our product is designed really for more kind of the the novice investor uh, in the sense that it's designed for rookies. We definitely offer a ton of customizations if you really want to get into the, the nitty gritty. But only 30% of American families currently know about 529 plans. Uh, so there's a huge miss in the market. And I think a lot of it is because they're very confusing. You know, we've talked about, you know, every single state has different tax benefits. States have multiple plans. Uh, and there's just a lot of confusion. I think that's a lot of where people have said, hey, this isn't for me because I don't have a financial advisor who can sit there and kind of suss through all the details and tell me, hey, this is the right plan for you. Go sign up. Uh, so it's definitely built, um, you know, with sort of we have a lot of customizations for people who want it. Uh, but it's definitely built around sort of the the rookie investor who really wants a good place to to put their money, watch it grow, uh, and then be able to add backers and gifters and, uh, and find other ways to to make contributions to their college fund. Awesome. Well, hey, Jeremy, this has been incredible. I've learned a little bit myself, and hopefully the listeners have learned a lot as well. So I do want to give you an opportunity to talk to the listeners about just one of the offers that you guys wanted to share and any other benefits from College Backer that we weren't able to cover today. Yeah, so absolutely. So, you know, the advantages, I think we talked about a lot of them, but really, you know, it starts with the gifting and being able to kind of build out your team. That's that's a huge one. And then it's the other ways to make contributions. So we talked a little bit about Backer Bucks, which is the cash back for brands you love. And we're also offering in a ton new a ton of new ways to uh, increase your contributions over time and also get more from each contribution. So we're really focused on helping you find more value. Uh, and the third pillar is hitting a little bit more into like kind of the goals and matches. You know, earlier you asked a question around, hey, how much do I need to save and things like that? Uh, and there's never a one size fits all, but we really want to help our customers at scale figure out a way to easily say, hey, this isn't going to be perfect, but rule of thumb, I should be looking at saving this. Or as I my, my, as my salary grows over time, I should be looking to save this or that or whatnot. Uh, so really looking to help them out on all three fronts there. And in terms of a special offer for your listeners, um, you know, if they visit www.collegebacker.com backslash winning wealth, uh, we'll give them a $15 match for their first contribution. So, you know, as part of a special offer for, for your listeners. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks, Jeremy, for taking the time to come on and share just how simple and easy College Backer makes it to get started saving for our kids' college education. And just to recap that offer, it's a $15 match when you sign up for a 529 with College Backer and you make your first contribution. And to do that, you go to collegebacker.com slash winning to wealth. Now, for this week's win of the week, the first thing is to do some research if you still have any questions about 529s or College Backer as a result of hearing this episode. And if you find College Backer to be a great fit for your family, go ahead and sign up and take advantage of that offer. I'll be honest, after spending some time talking with Jeremy and doing my own research about 529s and College Backer, I actually made the switch to College Backer for Allison's 529. And I got to say, I couldn't be happier with how simple this is in comparison to the other 529 plan I had. It's literally a night and day difference. Everything Jeremy said is true. It's, it's an app on your phone. You punch your card in, submit. I mean, it's so, so simple. And as a result of my personal experience, College Backer will be a winning to wealth recommended option for college savings going forward. 
But as I always say, don't make investing decisions just because I do it or someone else tells you to do so. You have to make the right decision for your family. So again, if you still have questions after hearing this interview, make sure you get them answered and then make your decision. And if you heard this interview and thought, you know what, I, I've heard enough. This is the best fit for my family. Like I did head over to collegebacker.com slash winning to wealth and get started because as Jeremy said, the best time to start putting money aside for college is right now. Now, if you're looking for more tools and tips to help you on your wealth building journey, be sure to head over to winningtowealth.com slash playbook and grab my free book. It's filled with super simple, very clear action steps that you can take starting today that will help you be in a better financial position tomorrow. But that's all the time I have this week. So until we talk again, keep racking up those wins one at a time. We'll talk soon. You've wrapped up another episode of the Winning to Wealth podcast. To learn more about how you can start making winning money decisions, head over to winningtowealth.com.